Welcome to this episode of WikiWalks, a short podcast devoted to some of the more intriguing and, huh, who knew, articles that you can run across in the weird world of Wikipedia. I'm your host, Chris Grismer. Well, a fine summer day to you, friends. I mentioned last time that I'm broadcasting from Texas, and today I have the story of a plucky Texan from a century ago who did things a bit backwards. Actually, he did just about everything backwards. Still holds the record for it, too. You see, Plenty Wingo holds the distance record for walking backwards. He completed this unusual feat during the 1930s when he walked in reverse for almost 8,000 miles across North America and Europe. Wingo was born in Abilene, Texas in 1895. He was an enterprising boy from a very early age. One of his first money-making schemes was catching rattlesnakes using a stick and selling them to people either as food or for their skins. Wingo married Della Richards in 1915, and not long afterwards, they had a baby girl named Vivian. In 1924, he opened a cafe in Abilene, which soon became a success. These were boom years in the USA, the Roaring Twenties, you might recall, where businesses were springing up all over the nation. However, it was also a time of prohibition that Plenty Wingo was caught and fined for selling liquor on his premises. Then, when the Great Depression struck in 1929, well, Wingo, just like everybody else, declared bankruptcy, just like Michael Scott. The Great Depression hit a lot of people hard. The nation was in shock, but it inspired a few creative thinkers to come up with novel ways to make some money through things like sponsorships and bets. If you thought today's side hustle culture was something, we ain't got nothing on these cats. There was one guy who decided to sit on top of a flagpole for 49 days. Then there was another guy who took 21 days to push a peanut up the 14,000-foot-high Pikes Peak Summit in Colorado using only his nose. Wingo came up with his own plan, to walk backwards around the world. He hoped this alternative adventure would secure him both fame and fortune. Wingo began practicing each day, but unsurprisingly found walking in reverse quite arduous at best. By happenstance, he found an ad in a magazine for some newly invented goggles with rear-view mirrors. These instantly made the process much easier. This is pre-Craigslist, keep in mind. Wearing black shoes, a three-piece suit, necktie, a hat, his rear-view glasses, and holding a walking cane, Wingo walked backwards towards Dallas. Upon reaching the city, he obtained an official city stamp. He decided to carry a notebook where he would collect endorsements from every place he visited. Wingo also had some picture postcards produced, which he intended to sell during his journey. Each night, he would find a cheap hotel or would be invited into people's homes for food and to rest. It was a simpler time. Wingo found those he met along the way to be very friendly, even though they were all suffering from the financial crash. He had a sign made for his back, walking backwards around the world. He often found people were waiting for him as he entered their town because they had read about him in the national newspapers. A major problem traveling along main highways and within urban corridors were the ever-increasing number of automobiles. Road accidents were on the rise all over the nation. There was also a rising degree of lawlessness throughout the land, and Wingo had to watch out for police who regularly questioned him about his unusual walking. While walking through the town of Robertsville, Ohio, tragedy struck when Wingo stepped backwards into a hole in the road, and he broke his ankle, and he spent the next three weeks in the hospital. Once the ankle healed, Wingo continued to New York, where he found the city feeling the full force of the economic downfall, and he made inquiries about finding a ship 
which would transport him to London, but he was told that most vessels remained docked due to the Great Depression. He made his way to Elizabeth in New Jersey, where he was offered some free ad work. He was asked to walk backwards on an 18-inch wide 12th-story ledge around the Hirsch Tower, and he agreed and performed it and was promised $43 as payment. However, he was swindled by the man organizing the stunt. A fistfight ensued and Wingo was taken to jail. He was later released and told to move on. Backwards, presumably. While reading through his forwarded mail, Wingo received divorce papers from his wife, who apparently wanted to backpedal out of their wedding vows, and he made his way to Boston, where he was offered a place working aboard a ship sailing to Hamburg in Germany to console himself. Life was hard for Wingo on the ship. He suffered terribly from seasickness and was continually bullied by his boss. Haven't we all been there? Eventually, the vessel reached Hamburg and Plenty walked backwards down the gangplank. The German authorities required proof that he was capable of walking in reverse. They were quite concerned. He demonstrated his reversal skills to port officials in a room full of obstacles. Wingo had been warned that Germany was being hit hard by the worldwide financial collapse. However, as he walked backwards to Berlin, he was welcomed into farmhouses along the way. There, he received nothing but kindness, assisted by a German newspaper cutting which fully explained his unusual journey. After two weeks, he reached Berlin. On his way to Dresden, he suffered greatly when walking backwards in the snow. It was always difficult to see clearly what he was walking over, and it took him a lot more time. Who knew it took longer to walk backwards than forwards? On one overnight stop, the locals felt so sorry for the cold and bedraggled traveler that they provided Wingo a much-needed warmer set of clothing. After crossing the Czech border, he continued his journey and walked to Prague, Vienna, and then Budapest. Reaching Bucharest in Romania, a large crowd followed him around the city as he walked backwards trying to find a cheap hotel. In Sofia, Bulgaria, he was briefly arrested again by the police before the U.S. consulate intervened. Wingo shuffled backwards into Greece and then continued along the dusty roads with little traffic to Turkey. At the Turkish border, he was, well, thrown in jail again, because it's tradition at this point, but was eventually released. He arrived in the outskirts of Istanbul, and he saw a whole nother gaggle of Turkish police officers walking towards him in his winged mirrors. Once again, he was arrested and taken off to jail. There he remained for many days, until he was finally released in the care of the American embassy. It appeared he would be going no further. Both the officials at the U.S. Embassy and the Turkish authorities refused to sanction Wingo's request to travel any further eastwards. His plan to walk backwards around the planet had come to an abrupt end. After considerable reflection, Wingo decided he would return to the United States and head for California. From there, he would walk backwards and return to Texas. Yeehaw! At last, he would be the first person to walk in reverse across the North American continent as well as across Europe. After sailing to New York via France, Wingo had good fortune and managed to hitchhike all the way to California. Backwards walking from L.A., he followed the Pacific Coast Road to San Diego, then on to the heat of the Arizona desert. Not for the first time, he ended up in a jail in Phoenix, this time for simply walking backwards through the city. Further on, he was forced to spend a night in a phone booth to escape a pack of coyotes. That's not a euphemism or metaphor. It was legitimate, actual coyotes. Eventually, Wingo returned to Texas and made his way to Fort Worth. It was October of 1932. His reverse journey had taken 18 months, and he had walked backwards for just over 8,000 miles. He had been in jail many times, worn out 12 pairs of shoes, developed unusual muscles in his legs, mmm, them calves, though, and had lost considerable weight. 
The entire adventure hadn't earned Wingo the fortune he had hoped for, finishing with just four dollars in his pocket when he arrived home. As he walked backwards into Fort Worth, many of his friends and family were there to greet him, including Della and Vivian. After his reverse trek, Plenty Wingo returned to work as a cook and eventually remarried Della. However, their second marriage didn't last long and they divorced soon afterwards. To celebrate the bicentennial of the United States in 1976, Wingo once again took to walking backwards. This time, he reversed from San Francisco to Santa Monica, covering around 404 miles at the age of 81. He even made his way into the Johnny Carson Show. You can look it up on YouTube. As times moved on, his name and his 1930s journey have largely been forgotten. Wingo lived his final years in obscurity and, age 98, eventually died in Texas in 1993. In 2015, his extraordinary achievement was finally recognized by the Guinness World Records, and Plenty Wingo was named as the record holder for Greatest Extent of Reverse Pedestrianism, something I know we should all shoot for. So the next time you think your life isn't going anywhere in a forward direction, maybe you should try going backwards. 